We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. With a look at the other Kansas City teams in sports, here's Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero. It's Jillian Carroll, obviously. I'm joined with Uno Cero, and we've got Julio in the booth, of course. What's up, guys? How we doing? I am doing great. I'm uh, enjoying a nice closing to the week. Obviously, we got a bunch of snow that's coming in. Uh, was it five to eight inches coming into Kansas City tomorrow? So I'm not looking forward to that, but I'm looking forward to a nice snowed-in weekend. You know what tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow is going to be consistently? It's going to be every mom and every person who lives alone raiding the grocery stores, taking all the good, all the food, all the bread, all the yes. milk, all the eggs, raiding and just packing. I mean, just like literally as if the snowpocalypse is coming, they're just going to take all the grocery stores. Everything's going to be gone. Yeah, the, all the bread and milk are going to be gone, but... Don't worry about it because the thing you want to get tomorrow is all of the leftover Valentine's Day chocolate. That's what you want to get. <laughs> that is the that is the thing that is going to be my when I get off of work. I'm going to run over to Sunfresh on the way home and I'm going to just raid that aisle with the leftover Valentine's Day candy. I'm going to get all of the the marked down Hershey's Kisses. It is going to be a great weekend for me and a terrible weekend for for my uh, for my body. Such Do you get state. like the chocolate roses? Yeah, whatever like they got. The, the <laughs> whatever they, if they got the kisses, if they got the little like the little uh, chocolate hearts or whatever, I'm getting all of it. I, everything they got, if it's pure chocolate, I'm getting it this weekend. That's probably one thing that I miss from my former life of being a third grade teacher was I got the best. Like, absolute everything, every holiday, the best gifts ever. And Valentine's Day and Easter were both so good for all of the sweets. Like, I'm talking every heart, like you just mentioned, the Reese's peanut butter hearts, the M&M hearts, the everything, the chocolate roses, the boxes of chocolates. Like, I stocked up. Like, I had enough chocolate for probably enough, I don't know, probably like three or four months. It was the best. Yeah, it was absolute great. Best. Valentine's Day was always, like, the second Halloween because... You know, a few months later, you were going to get all like everybody's exchanging candy now. And so you would get the you would get the cards, you get like the cool Digimon or the Batman card. And then you get the little suckers, which I didn't like. But then somebody would like really spend money like, hey, we're going to get you that little heart candies with the chocolate. And that was great. That would make my day. I was always looking forward to Valentine's Day, not because of the Valentine's, because I didn't care about that. I just wanted the candy. And so I was really looking forward to that. It was it was terrible for my teeth, but I was really looking forward to it. Do you remember? I might be dating myself right here, but do you remember the shoebox Valentine's Day boxes? Did you ever make those? We didn't. Uh, I think I think I was. I think that was before me. I think we we stopped okay, doing great. that. We did the we did the <laughs> we just did the basic cards. It like it'd be like you know somebody got like a big thing of like cards for whatever kid show that everybody that people that they were into, and they'd give oh, them yeah. out. And they they like tape the candy to it. We didn't. We I think the shoebox. I, I, I the shoebox was before me. Was no, that, that, was that your time? That's so still you, a thing. Is that it is still a thing? Still a, so, yes, and it, they're elaborate. That's now. what I'm thinking. Like, 
what do you take them home in? You bring your shoebox to collect all the the valentines that your classmates bring you. And at the end of the day, well, first of all, you eat all the candy like you just said, but then you bring home all the actual cards in your shoebox, right? No, I just put them on my backpack. I just stuffed it. I had, a, I had this Goku backpack. It was great. I just oh stuffed it in God, there. It all comes Goku. back to yeah, Goku. I had the Goku. I was like, I was on it. it I was the first one on that up. Goku kick. I was third grade. I was the first one on that Goku kick. I had that backpack. I saw it at the beginning of third grade year, and I, I identified that. I was like, that's cool. That's my jam. And I was so popular when I got that because I didn't know that many people actually liked that show. You're, you're a mess. I know that, like, I was the tomboy when I was little. Well, probably still am. But so I, my mother always wanted to get me like Barbie Valentines and everything. And I always refused. And I always got whatever my older brother got. So I had like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle yeah. ones. And I had like I despised the Barbie one. I hated when people gave out the bar. I was like, I don't want this. Like, get some. But if it had candy, if oh, it had yeah. candy, you would take it. Yeah, if it had good candy. If it just had like the cheap old heart suckers or whatever, like, yeah, no, you can yeah, throw that away. Like, I always threw those suckers away because I was like, I don't want that. I want the real chocolate. How, this is what I came for was chocolate. How about the box of message hearts? Remember those? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I like those. Uh, I, I don't know if you like those, Julio. I, I like the message, the the I want you and uh, kiss me. One. Yeah, I like that one. Th- those are those are kind of good. Corny. No, you were corny? Corny. You didn't no. like those? corny. Nope. Pass. Julio doesn't, hard pass. Julio doesn't like love. Julio doesn't like emotion. Hard pass. It's like a hard pass on emotion. Hard pass on heartfelt yeah. messages. I'm pro- okay. of the three of Got us, I'm probably the only one that did anything today for Valentine's Day. So Yeah, you're right. Probably. You're right. Okay, tell us what you did. What did you do for Valentine's Day? Someone wants to share. Uh, no, one, no one wants to share, but I'm just throwing that out there. Just share it. I'm you just talked heart- about it. Heartless. You talked about it, so share. I uh, just did a nice <laughs> Fill us in. A lunch date. You know, out in the park. No, you gotta like go into detail. Very you like, good. Did you have like a, a picnic blanket and the? I did a basket. Did you pick her up or did. did you meet her there? That's uh, first. Did you pick her up? I told her we were going to Denny's, which she was not thrilled about. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. be she thrilled about Denny's either. I don't blame her. To the park, I thought it was hilarious. Do you like so singing a song? So sorry. Yes, like give me something here. What happened? But what do you did mean? Did you bring her a chocolate covered rose? Well, no. Well, I did. I made I made chocolate covered strawberries. I did. Do you like, do you like feed them to her? Her favorite you, you dinner. Fed them to her. I, I did. We, no, it was public park, Chris. <laughs> so that's not, and it was still no, cold out. There, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing indecent about feeding someone chocolate covered strawberries. No, dude, I'm not trying to have somebody feed me chocolate covered strawberries. <laughs> I would love somebody to feed me chocolate covered strawberry. I would love it. I but would a, feel special. In a public park, no, no, thank you. It's nothing. I, I can eat my own. Stra- there's nothing <laughs> indecent about someone feeding you chocolate covered strawberries at a public park. I don't. I don't think that's nah, the case. Dude. I think it, I would be perfectly comfortable and in my skin, even if it was little kids running around like, "Ooh, look at that! That's gross." I don't care. I would feel comfortable in my skin. Someone feeding me chocolate covered strawberries in the public park. All right. So Julio was the man and had a Valentine's date. I had zero dates, but I did get. 13 text messages from my darling soccer players wishing me happy Valentine's Day, probably because they knew nobody else would wish me happy Valentine's no, Day. No, no. Don't try to play a victim. Don't try to you, you, no, I'm just saying. Don't try to play a victim. Uh, I'm just saying. She's trying they to make us feel gifts. sad. We need no, some violin music for her, Julio. You need to play some violin <laughs> music underneath her while she's talking about how no one wanted to text her for Valentine's. You know, you know what? You know what? After this show, me and Julio, we're going to text you Happy Valentine's Day so you feel special. 
<laughs> I mean, you can hit up the text Julio. line right now. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, I didn't. I did eat some uh, cookie cake today for Valentine's Day. That was beautiful. That was delicious. It was in the office, so I ate it. And that was about it. What did you do, Chris? We had donuts. Uh, so it was actually funny. Okay. It was somebody's uh, 20th anniversary at our, at at the the place that I work at during the day. So we had some Lamar's donuts. And so I ate like four of those, and I didn't eat lunch afterwards because I was so stuffed. I, I, oh, I man. that was good enough for me. I was like, mm, so then, much sugar. Oh, it was so. Oh man, oh. too much. That's that's a lot. And then You're they were passing around the this. they were passing around the chocolate heart candies. I was I was surprised. <laughs> they had like the Dove chocolate hearts. I was like, oh yeah. And then they had a bake sale too. And so they had the M and M. They brought it on. Oh yeah, they had the M and M cookies. And so yeah, I. Uh, I, I, I didn't have dinner because I was so full from everything that I ate at work today. Just all the sugar. Okay, question. What kind of Valentines did Patrick Mahomes bring to school when he was in fifth grade? Fifth grade. Okay, so he's 23. So what was so, hot at 18 years If you say Goku, no, it wasn't you're going to get kicked out. No, it wasn't Goku. Okay, it good. Was, <laughs> it was, no, because 2001 <laughs> when he was... It was 2001, so let me think. So, but the kid's in fifth grade, so he's he's getting his little Valentine's. He's got a crush on the little no, little girl in the class. I'm tripping. I'm thinking 18 years ago. That was when he was five. I mean, yeah, no, that's not the case. Uh, no, in fifth grade, fifth you grade, were 11. He was 11, so it was 11, yeah. you know, it was 11. What was hot then? Uh, what was it 09? 2009? 2009 but I'm just saying, so, okay, so... So what kind did he have, and then how many girls did he give Valentines to that said, "Will you be my Valentine?" See, he how many like Valentines he was, did he have? He looked like he looked like he was a player. So <laughs> I assume he, had, he all the girls wanted the Valentine from Patty Mahomes. I, okay, I'm I'm pretty sure all the girls were giving him Valentines. Well, like, they I'm wanted with one that. too. They wanted to feel spe- they wanted the the feelings reciprocated. I, but I, how many is he giving out, and what kind? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. It's not TMNT because that's that that's past that. Superheroes. Superheroes. It's got to I'm gonna say Superman because he looks like a super. Superman. I don't like. I hate Superman, but he looks like a Superman guy. So I'm gonna say Superman. Superman. Yeah, unless cool, he like unless he had his own likeness on his card. Uh, I think he's more of a Batman kind of guy. I mean, I'd be Batman. cool with him. If he, I like Batman better than Superman, but I I think he's a Superman kind of dude. <laughs> I don't know. I'm either going with like some. I don't know if there's like sports figurines or sports teams valentines or i don't know i'm i might just stick with teenage mutant ninja turtle man like Why, what is you what is up with you and tmnt like what what is i'm your, a big fan i big, uh, huge. I, I never got into that i like i watched oh, the movies I think and i didn't nah, like the movie. i watched no the, the one where he went back they went back in time to japan with the samurai that was dope that was that was the best one, <laughs> but the second, the first, and the second one were really bad. I hated Vanilla Ice. He's a terrible rapper, and so I really hated <laughs> that song. Not, they yeah. they played it too much. So no, they, when they went back to Japan, that was dope. That was the only one that was good. <laughs> I just they were all my dudes. I was a I was a teenage mutant ninja turtle wannabe, and I think Patrick Mahomes was too. So that's what I'm sticking to. No, <laughs> all right. Enough about Valentine's. Thank you for listening to our Valentine's. For this this intro, just saying, my Valentines were thirteen year old soccer players. They we'll, were the we'll cutest. We'll send you a That's text. Me and Julio will chip in, and we'll send you a text, <laughs> so you'll feel special. You won't be left out. Do you know? <laughs> All right, we do have a great show lined up. We got more. We've got a reaction of Sporting Kansas City's manager Peter Vermees taking some heat via social media on some of his decisions, and we know how he is with his decisions. So he. 
he clapped back a little bit. So we're going to have to get into that. Uh, Royals priest, uh, Royals uh, are down in Surprise, Arizona, doing their thing. We'll talk a little bit about that. Don Garber, MLS commish. Just got a big old extension. We'll talk about do we think he deserved it? Do we think how he's doing uh, in comparison to other commish, uh, commissioners of other leagues? And we'll get you some updates on some local teams. We've got a lot today. Again, if you want to wish me about a happy Valentine's Day or Chris or Julio. Just even send it to Jillian. Jillian really needs him right now. I'm good. <laughs> I'm just playing. Don't go anywhere. Uh, more when we return. I had zero dates, but I did get 13 text messages from my darling soccer players wishing me happy Valentine's Day, probably because they knew nobody else would wish me happy Valentine's Day. No, no. <laughs> we are rolling back in here on Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero. I'm Chris Uno Cero. Jillian Carroll will be back with us shortly. And uh, as you just heard, Jillian Carroll right now, uh, she has explicitly told us she has not gotten any happy Valentine's Day wishes thus far, aside from her uh, her the players that she she coaches on her on her youth team. So if you want to uh, send her the very much needed Valentine's Day wishes, you can uh, text those in right now on the uh, Protein House Eat With They Purpose text line six nine three zero six. Now I just feel like a <laughs> like a you should feel sorry for me. That's not we're what trying, I was to, trying to we're say. trying to make you we're trying to lift your spirits up, Jillian. It's not good to go into the weekend feeling bad. So we want to help you out here. I'm telling you, I got I got twelve or thirteen of the best Valentine gifts I've ever seen. These kids today. And you sounded pretty sad though, do. even with them. Yeah, <laughs> play it play it again. Play it play it. We played some because you missed it. Play play it again, uh, Julio. Oh my goodness, this makes me... Oh, come on, people. zero dates, but I did get 13 text messages from my darling soccer players wishing me happy Valentine's Day, probably because they knew nobody else would wish me happy Valentine's Day. No, no. (laughs) We wanted to tell your story. We wanted to let people know that they can can make you feel good. They can make you feel good. They can make you feel good. Lift your spirits up going into the weekend. Protein House, Eat With The Purpose text line is 69306. Wish Jillian Carroll a happy Valentine's Day. Crickets, crickets, crickets. And and in other news, <laughs> moving on from the fact that Jillian has no Valentine. Um, See, she but... does want you to feel sorry for her, guys. <laughs> As we mentioned, Sporting Kansas City manager Peter Vermees receiving a little bit of heat uh, on different social media platforms about how he's spending or not spending his money. Um, we have seen over, I would say, the past two to three years, Peter Vermees bring in a heck of amounts of money, both GAM and TAM, mm-hmm. obviously, um, between the Dwyer trade. I would say that was the biggest one. And then the Rubio trade. Um, there's money to be spent and fans are asking why the heck aren't they spending it? Um, what do you What are your thoughts on that right away? I think uh, what we're seeing is he's choosing to spend money in specific spots and on specific players, um, with more more players making the max salary than any other team in the league. So, do you think these people are out of out of line for saying, "Hey, why aren't you spending your money"? 
Now, um, he points out in this interview that, uh, yeah, they, they, they have a ton of players on their roster currently making more than the, the uh, 2018 salary budget maximum of $504,375. That, those players being Felipe Gutierrez, Johnny Russell, Christian Namath, Andre Fontas, Roger Espinosa, Matt Beasler, uh, Graham Zussi, Johan Quaze, uh, Julio's favorite player, and Gerso Fernandez. Uh, that's a lot of players making above the league maximum. And I think it's, it's more un- than any other team. Yes, yes, yes. More than. And I think it's unfair to say that he is not spending money. I think you can criticize him for the moves that he's made, though. I don't like. He, he absolutely is spending money. If you look at that, I mean, he paid a guy a million dollars last year in Andre Ufonta's <laughs> to, half, to right? play two games. He played two games, I believe. Two he made, okay. made $500,000 a game last year. I would love to, to play two games an entire year and make $500,000 a game. It, it's, not, it's not that he spent the money. It's how he spent yeah, the money. Yeah, it's how he spent it. And that and and on top right. of like yeah the like poor contracts that he signed yeah because like I I think definitely obviously Johnny Russell Johnny Rockets great great signing Felipe Gutierrez great signing um, we know that those guys are certainly contributing to this team in a way that is very important for this squad obviously you still have Beasler you still have Zusi those guys are very important Espinosa is important I mean you can argue the nine hundred thousand dollars he made last year maybe a little bit too much but still he's a very important player. I just when I look at they, it, it's they're like, clearly. Imp- it's it's. Okay. I look at it like, I think that they're spending money in a way that is appropriate for it. It's just a matter of okay, are you spending money in the right spot? Are you getting that striker you need? Because they do need a striker. They do need, do need to go out and get a guy. Because I don't know. I don't really trust Christian Namath. I don't know about you guys. I don't really trust Christian Namath. So there's question marks there. But I think that I think that it's unfair to say that he's not spending money because he is. It's just a matter of where he spends that money that matters. He's not spending what he has. He has boatloads tucked away. And that's what people are saying. We know what you got off of these two trades. We know that you picked up two players and money for Diego Rubio. We know one player, Kellen Rowe. We know that you got boatloads of money for Dwyer. Why aren't you spending it? And... So I think that people are, you know, very brazen to challenge him because we know how Peter Vermees is yeah. and we know it's his way or no way. But, I, I mean, I appreciate him for coming out and saying, like, listen, this is what we're doing. This is the system. It's always been about that with Peter Vermees. His plan is going to be executed. Um, the fact that he answered back, I'm not sure if, if I feel as if he – Felt like he had to. I almost expected him not to. Like I'm, I'm surprised by it. Um, just because he hasn't had to, I suppose, explain his anything thus far. You know what I'm saying? Like he does what he does. It's his job. No mm-hmm. questions asked. Moving on. But I think now where we're headed, as far as Sporting Kansas City last year, brought in some players, had a great season, wasn't as successful as people thought it would be. So now they're asking questions. So now they're saying. Hey, and to your point, Chris, which you bring up every week, and I don't blame you on this. You don't trust Namath. You don't think he's the guy. We know this. So they're saying, hey, you have money in the bank. We have a big need. We have a void. Use the money to fill the void. Yeah. And to, to Julio, to your point, I think he is. He's, he's dropped some dough, clearly, but is it in the right places? So 
I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's his team. It's his bank account. Like he's gonna do what he will. I still go back to the point where I think that he has spent the money, so he's going to invest in those players, aka Namath. I think he's gonna give him a shot this year. I think he's gonna go with him. But you still think he needs to spend money and bring in a nine, right? Yeah, I, I, I think that because again, it's just because of my distrust for Christian Namath. Now, if Namath is the guy, then obviously that's money well spent. But, I mean, we saw them last year go out and, and trust Kyrie Shelton the entire season to be that starting oh, striker. Ter- and you we know, know what happened with that. With that. So I think there, it, we are right to be skeptical about whether or not they found that position because they've been looking for that position since they traded away Dom a couple of years ago, and they really haven't found the answer to mm-hmm. that to that striker spot. So it is very much – I, I, I yeah, think you I can agree. question that. I just don't think you can – I think it's unfair to question whether or not he's actually spending money because when you saw that those flurry of, of acquisitions last offseason where they brought in Gutierrez, they brought in Quaze, they brought in Johnny Russell – I think you knew right then and there they they were expecting to be competitive really quickly with those guys and expecting to make a a push beyond what they did in 2017. Because, frankly, I think we can all agree that was a little bit of a disappointing way to end the season when you started out as one of the better teams in the Western Conference. So uh, I definitely think that... Right, that was terrible. 2017... Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that. that no, 2017 in in Houston, it was it was too soon, but they lost it on their own. They they didn't have the guys, they didn't have the personnel, yeah. and the first thing out of Peter Vermee's mouth was, "We're gonna go find the guy." And then Diego Rubio got healthy from his knee injury, came back, wasn't the guy. You know what I mean? I think at this point, Peter Vermee's does feel some stress, does feel some pressure on the money that he has spent. He did spend money on Namath, brought him in. I think now giving him a chance is almost proving a point to support his decision to bring Namath in. Yeah, yeah. I think that he's not bringing in another nine to show, hey, I did make the right decision. Watch this guy work. I knew it the whole time. I think it's kind of one of those. Yeah. Um, because what, I mean, what else is it? The money's in the bank. What, what else is it, you know? I mean, and maybe he, maybe it's not so much proving a point. It's more so like, I really think this guy is, is the guy, you know, it's not like, you know, I hope I'm going to keep him out there and, you know, let's hope he does it so I can, he can prove me right. It could be that he really does, just does think that he is the right answer at that spot. I mean, I don't really know what's going through his head, but I would hope that that's what his conviction is as opposed to, uh, yeah, I'm just going to do it to prove everyone wrong. He did say something, though, that was really interesting during this interview, though, um, and, and talks mm-hmm. about getting players to actually come to Kansas City. Uh, and his quote was, right. uh, there are a lot of guys, first off, that don't want to come to Kansas. Uh, they don't know where it is, what it is. They think people are riding horses. They really do. Mm-hmm. Now, no problem. Now, no problem if I can get a player here on a recruiting trip. Then it's totally different. I can sell a player in two seconds. Now, my issue with this quote is that it's your job to recruit people to come here. That's what you do. This is, I mean, this is kind of like in college sports. You got to get people to, and this is like if if Les Miles comes in here and says this same thing, I'm gonna have an issue with Les Miles saying the same thing. If he's like, "Oh man, I'm in Kansas. It's so hard to get people to come here because there's just they think everyone's riding horses and they're they're milking cows and et cetera, et cetera." Like that's not an excuse because at the end of the day, it's your job to sell people to come here. And there's a lot of players who are not playing in their respective European leagues or their South Af- South American leagues. 
And there's a lot of these guys who are like, I want to be a chance to be a star, and this team will pay me a million dollars to come over there and be a star for them in their country. I don't think it matters so much about location for – I mean, if you're like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, yeah, you don't want to be in Kansas City. But if you're, <sighs> if you're like a Felipe Gutierrez-type player, you don't care as long as you get an opportunity. So I, I to me, I don't like that answer because it tells me that, hey, if – if we can't get so-and-so big-name player to come here, then we're just not going to go out and get them. Like, that kind of concerns me. I think it's a little bit of both. I think that he's experiencing these problems because of the caliber player that he is searching for, which yeah, we yeah. all know that. Like, that's what is is what it's expected at this point. Um But, I, I mean, if you look at who has been brought in, they worked on Ilya for years. They literally worked on getting him here for years. He finally became more serious and started to consider sporting Kansas City when David Villa came over and played for NYCFC. And David Villa, obviously, from you know New Ilya from from the time they were young, yep. and had a had a very serious sit down conversation and told Ilya of the professionalism and the high class. Um, standard that Sporting Kansas City has, and Ilya would be the first one to tell you that David V is the reason why he did end up coming over here. And then in turn, Ilya Sanchez was a huge, huge reference and, and, and point of interest for Felipe Gutierrez to come over. Also for Christian Lobato, who we saw in the past, he is no longer with the squad, but you know, it is that word of mouth, or it is that is that recommendation. So to Peter's defense, uh, even these guys, you know, who had friends here or people they trusted here, they still needed that recommendation for somebody who was here and did experience it. So, I mean, if, if I'm going to move across the world, I mean, I remember a story about Latif Blessing coming to Kansas City, never left Africa ever in his life, came here. The guys took him to Chipotle. He wanted rice and mayonnaise. That's all he would ask for. That's all he would eat because that was life back there. So imagine just being plucked out of everything that you know, dropped into some new place, like not knowing anything. These guys are giving him a hard time because he's asking for rice and mayo. Like it's a huge culture shock. And Kansas City or Kansas, whatever you want to say, nationally probably doesn't have the best reputation. But these guys, Ilya, for example, being ambassadors of Kansas City or even of the MLS, like David Villa, I think they play a big role in it. So to Peter's defense, I do think that there is some of that. Uh, is it is it enough? Is it an excuse? I don't know. But I think that's also reasons why they are building Pinnacle, for example, and why they are trying to maintain this high-level, high standard and stay on the map nationally to, in hopes of bringing more talent like that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with you on that. Certainly, you know, there's a big process in selling people to come over here when most people, most foreigners, don't really know a lot about living in the United States. They just kind of know what they see on the news, so I can understand that. But at the same time, it's your job to, to dispel those those <laughs> myths. I mean, that's just what it is. That's, that's just that's just yeah. part of the job is, I mean, it's it again, it's, it's different from being a head coach in football where you can just draft guys and they got to come to your team, otherwise they got to sit out for a year. I mean, this is a situation where you have to convince guys to come here. And, I mean, man, like, uh, this, this isn't, this is, and this is the reason why it's important to have those roots. It's important to have guys like Elia doing, you know, being active in the recruiting process, saying, hey, mm -hmm. you're playing on the B team for Girona FC over in the Liga. Hey, maybe you should come over here and be on our team and see if you can get some opportunities to become a real star over here. 
I mean, that's something that's right. important over there. So uh, certainly, I, I definitely understand the, the the difficulties in being able to convince guys to actually at least give it a shot. But that's your job. That's what you do. That's what you get paid <laughs> to do. So it's something you got to improve at. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll get more into the growth of MLS and maybe it is those international players coming over. But when we return, we'll talk through Don Garber and his extension. More when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Back in, Jillian Carroll, Uno Sarah, here on 610 Sports Radio, the radio.com app. Oh, there you are. Radio.com app, that's where it's at, people. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that I'm receiving Instagram messages that are saying happy Valentine's Day. So thank you for that, boys. Yeah. Appreciate it. And we've got a couple of texts (laughs) on the Protein House, Eat With The Purpose text line, 69306. Goatman hit us up. Goatman, I don't know if if you are very familiar with Goatman. He is a very uh, prevalent texter on our show, on any show here at the station, because he practically listens 24-7. He wanted to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Another number, I think an 816, also wished you a happy Valentine's Day as well. So uh, me and Julio are still going to chip in, and we're going to send you our text at the end of the show. Uh, we want to make you feel special. That's false. She's got she's got enough of them now. No, I'm sending one. Not- Send, it's cool. Help her out, Julio. She be, just helped herself. Right? Be a team Julio, player, I see how Julio. You do it. Okay, dang, be a team player. She don't was ask sad. Me for anything, Julio. <laughs> she was really down about not getting texts besides her students. Help her out, Julio. <laughs> see what we can do. Let's see what we can do. This, that's fine. It's fine. I'm good. Y'all are crazy. Stop but, lying to us. Uh, Stop lying to yourself. <laughs> No, I'm good. I got all the gifts. I got Instagram messages blown up. I'm good, boys. I'm good. I'm going to make it. I had some chocolate today. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, sure. She's going to cry after the show because she didn't, she didn't get them until tomorrow, after 8 o'clock. Like, I'm going to pull Uno Sarah style, and I'm, tomorrow I'm going to go bundle up all the extra Valentine's candy mm-hmm. I can get for mm-hmm. cheap at the grocery store. Yeah, I'm going to learn y'all something. <laughs> As we promised, uh, we're going to break down, just talk a little bit about more of the growth of MLS, uh, but the leader himself, the commish, Don Garber, 61 years old, uh, will celebrate his 20th year anniversary of the MLS commissioner uh, this summer. Uh, just received a big old extension, so a five-year extension. Um, this guy was formerly an NFL executive. He was recruited to come to MLS by... Our boy, Lamar Hunt, and also Robert Kraft. Ooh, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> recruited by those Me. two to come over. Uh, 12 teams in the league in 99 when Garber started with MLS. Um, and then moving forward to 2005 was the first extension, excuse me, expansion. Followed by, which I think is the cool part about what Don Garber has done, uh, starting in 20, 2007, they expanded by one team every year until 2012, um, just growing and growing and growing. The consistency of growth there is excellent. Um, he did bring in three Canadian teams, and now the teams, the MLS number of teams is what, 24? Is it 24 this yeah, year, 26 next year? Yeah, I think it's 24, and it'll be 27 by 2022, I think. Which is cool. So under Don under Don Garber, who's a funny guy. I don't know if I ever I gotta meet him one time at one of the super drafts. He is a uh character. We're gonna say that. He's a character. Um but I mean on paper, looks good, right? He did his job, he's grown the league. 
um, which is obviously ne- necessary with, you know, when you are a smaller league in a country that your sport is not number one, you know, you got to do your job and, and build it. And I think, you know, we just listed all that off that he's done and he's, he's done his job right there. So hats off to Don Garber, uh, five year extension. Yeah, I think I think the, th- the interesting thing about what Don Garber's done is that uh, he has overseen one of the quickest expansions, one of the quickest growths of any major league, a major league team here in the in the United States, major league uh, league in the United States. I think. I mean, if you look at like major league baseball, major league baseball, it was popular, but certainly it took decades for it to grow. It took decades for it to really uh, become a big mainstay as far as like becoming a big money, uh, big money game. Um, if you look at football, football took a really it wasn't until like the the really a, the advent of television rights fees and them starting to be able to, to get money that way. And obviously, you know, playing to bigger crowds, getting the, the larger stadiums. That's when that really started to grow it was decades after that. Um, but for soccer, soccer came in and it was a sport that was very unorganized for a long time here in the United States. You had different leagues, but you know the they, they went up and down. There wasn't a whole lot of growth as far as these leagues go. And then the MLS starts. Obviously, you have the great Lamar Hunt, who you know we all know because of his uh, you know because he owned the Chiefs and whatnot. But he was instrumental in growing the game. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's 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 Lamar Hunt. And he's Lamar Hunt, yes. and he's sports god. Yeah, and he did such a great job of building this game uh, here in the Midwest, throughout this country, and now you've got a guy like Garber who has been smart. He's expanded into different, into, in tons of different markets. He's tackled a lot of markets that, I mean, obviously the big ones he's tackled, but he's also kind of gone into some unconventional markets like a Columbus. You know, they're going to go into Austin, mm-hmm. you know, places like that. And, like, to me, that's really smart because, like, and, and and also the way they've built it by understanding that you need to get international players instead of saying, hey, we're just going to make this about the American players and that's it because that's kind of what they did early on. Like, he's been really smart about building this this league thus far. And I feel, I, I mean, I, if I'm putting, if I'm comparing him to the other to the other guys, the other commissioners in the respective top sports, I'd say he's doing a better job than, than all of them except for Adam Silver. Uh, Adam Silver, he's the... He's the he's the golden standard as far as commissioners go in sports. But I'd say that Garber's done a really good job because he's been really smart about the way they've kind of inched forward progress. But it's starting to get close to time where he just kind of needs to let things go. Like probably their next television deal once they start getting bigger money. Like you kind of want to let things go and let these teams start going out there and dropping money to get these big time players. So I I, I agree that you know he's kind of. I don't know if he would be like the front runner of commissioners as I don't know if I mean, we, behind you know, silver. We, sorry, behind silver. Um, I believe that the game itself is just so new and such a foreign language to many Americans still today. Um, and I believe when you know when you are growing up in this country in gosh, I don't even know, probably seventy five percent of the states um in 99 maybe even i don't know now but didn't have soccer in every high school you know it wasn't an everyday thing it wasn't an option for kids to be playing certainly older generations never even did it never saw it never played it never kicked a ball you know with any meaning behind it um so i think he's battling that i think that he he also um battles uh, i don't know i think that 
we kind of as Americans are very prideful and very proud. I think, as you just mentioned, he did battle kind of the, okay, I have to give up and, and bring in international uh, talent, and that's what's really going to grow the league here um, by increasing the quality, et cetera. So I do think that those are two challenges. But I think this guy gets off the hook so much in comparison to NFL or MLB simply for the fact of the social matters that MLS players don't really partake in any type of protesting, any type of – I mean, I think of what – Roger Goodell goes through in NFL, and I can think in the past, what, maybe five to seven years, domestic violence, um, obviously social, like racial injustices that are, that are what they are right now. Um, we see that running rampant through NFL athletes, you know, utilizing their platforms to protest, if you will, and, um, and MLB turn the, turn the table over there, you know, just the players being, um, you know, using, Performance enhancers. Um, I think that those commissioners are dealt different hands. And whereas, I mean, I think you guys know me by now. Like, I'm a soccer player first and foremost. That's my thing. I coach, whatever. That's my thing. So I'm biased toward MLS and its growth. But Garber gets, he doesn't have to deal with a lot of the other stuff that other commissioners do. I agree with that. Uh, but also part of that is kind of, is they learn the lessons that those other leagues had to learn from taking their time and, and having to go through many generations of having those issues. He's learned from that. So you could, you could certainly make that case. But as far as, like, for me, when I look at it, like, I just don't see missteps. I don't see, like, Goodell. I mean, there, there was a story came out, I think it was yesterday or, or, or today, about NFL owners contacting Adam Silver about replacing Roger Goodell. They pay Roger Goodell, like, $40 million a year, and they want to replace him? So that tells me yeah. I don't really think he's doing a good job. Gary Bettman, I think he just got into the uh, into the NHL Hall of Fame last year, and he got his ass booed out of the building when they when they uh, announced when they did his own speech and everything. And Rob Manfred hasn't had a good go of it. He's struggled because of the whole Marlins situation, and because they've struggled to try to make the game uh, faster paced and keep up with the times with with younger uh, sports viewers. So he's certainly struggled in that regards. But when I look at what 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 he's done certainly yeah he's the benefit of that is he hasn't had to deal with a lot of the social issues in part because their league has been very progressive about those social issues from the very beginning so they they kind of set their stands and then they haven't had to change it so that's one of the good things about it is that a lot of these soccer leagues have kind of come up and they've been progressive because they understand what their audience is it's a lot younger than than it is for the other sports but I, i i will just say like the way that i look at how he does his job as far as serving the better needs of that sport and understanding the the things that he needs to do to help grow that sport, I'd say that probably Adam Silver is the only one that's doing a better job than him. Because when I look at Roger Goodell and I look at what the NFL is doing, they're, they're attempting to make that make football international. It's never going to be an international sport. It's just, <laughs> just not the case. Not when, you have, not when these other countries have their own version of football that they can watch. So it's just like, no. I mean, I, just, I, I look at it and Manfred, is trying he he's trying to make the game faster so it's still interesting to people our age and you know then obviously with Gary Bettman their viewership is 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 lacking too because their sports kind of kind of barbaric and so because of that it, you know things have changed drastically for him it's a really tough job that these guys have but so far oh, we sure. just ha- we just haven't seen Garber have uh the troubles that that uh these other commissioners have had as far as just doing the very basic day-to-day part. So that's the reason why I put him ahead of everyone except for Silver. 
No, I'm with you on that, and I'm not. I'm not trying to like harp on them. Look, the growth that we were just talking about earlier. You know, a team a year added to the league. I mean, the man's obviously doing a lot of things in the right way. Bringing in the three Canadian teams. I mean, that's amazing. And then obviously, he's had impact on the USL as well as it is. You know, in partnership with MLS. I wish that he would support the NWSL a little bit, but I know that's not his job, so that's okay. You know, I had to bring that up. But uh, yeah, hats off to Garber. Five year extension. I. I mean, I agree with it, and I look forward to the growth he continues to bring. Um, when we return, we're going to switch from soccer. we got updates on uh, some local teams, and then our boys in blue are back in action down in Surprise, Arizona. We'll get into that when we get back. We're back in. It's Thursday night. It's Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero on 610 or on the Radio.com app. we got Julio in the booth. It's a party. And we are taking a minute to uh, update you on some Mavericks. So last weekend was a two-win weekend. It was pretty amazing. We gave away some tickets. Nobody came and said hi to me at the game, but we gave some tickets away. It's fine. She's sad. Uh, Four win (laughs) over Allen. What'd you say? <laughs> You're sad about that. She sounds a little bitter. She sounds really bitter today. Like the old Valentine's Day thing. And- I Listen, think that's what it is. Look, that's what it is right <laughs> there. That's what it is right there. It's Valentine's. <laughs> I'm fine. I had all the gifts, all the text messages from Keep the 13 Keep texting in. Protein Housey with the purpose text line 69306. <laughs> Wish Jillian Carroll a happy Valentine's Day because she is not happy about that. <laughs> I'm good. No, last weekend was cool. Mavericks double win. Uh, Friday 4-0 over Allen, who usually brings a nasty physical game, and the Mavericks were there to play that night. And then uh, more importantly, or more exciting, I suppose, Saturday night was a 4-3 win over Kalamazoo, and this was an overtime win. They came back, so they were down. They came back. You know, John Scott Dixon um, in the 10th, this is the 10th season of uh, Kansas City Mavericks hockey, and he's doing he's doing really well. They are crushing it at home, having some trouble away, but uh, doing really well at home. At one point, they were like 13-0 at home. It was crazy. But if you haven't gotten out to a game yet, I encourage you to come out. Um, it's more fun than I ever anticipated, never expected it to be as cool as it is. Uh, fast and Furious on the ice and just a lot of stuff going on. Entertainment-wise, um, they got a couple midweek games and then two at home this weekend. Next, excuse me, upcoming weekend. Uh, next week we'll give away some more tickets. But uh, have you guys been to games? I always ask you this: Have you ever seen the Mavericks? Play? I, I've been to a game before. I went to one of their playoff games. I think like three years ago. It was pretty cool. It's uh, tough for me to follow the puck because I have astigmatism and I can't see it. I know. Yeah, I've been oh, a couple shoot. times too, and I, I, just, they are fun. <laughs> they are they're really enjoyable. It. It's way more fun than I expected. I'll tell you that. It's a it's a very uh, it's a fast game, clearly, but it's it's cool. It's fun. Come out and see it. Uh, I love when guys get about, trucked against the park? glass. What are they up to? Uh, it, and they go to town. Dude. Yeah, I love it. They straight like they're knocking each other out. Like fists are thrown every like punches connecting like every game. It's <laughs> crazy. It. It's intense. But the Park men's basketball right now. They yeah. have won three of their last four games. They beat Columbia College on Tuesday, fifty-seven, fifty-six. Very very close game. They're 15-10 and 10 on the season. Shout out to Park. Park women, they have won two of their last three, but they did lose on Tuesday, 71-45, also to Columbia College on Tuesday. And then we also have UMKC basketball. The men, they won 87-75 in overtime over at Swanee Rec, over there on the campus of, uh, of uh, UMKC against Grand Canyon University. They are seventh right now in the WAC 
the women, they won 65-56 down in Phoenix against the aforementioned uh, GCU, Grand Canyon University. They are fifth in the WAC at 5-4. and four. And then, as far as Sporting Kansas City goes, they played a couple of matches, I believe, yesterday. Two simultaneous matches they played, mm-hmm. A-Squad, B-Squad, against the Houston Dynamo. They're mm-hmm. 18-1, 4-1. They laid the smack it down on them. Hey. We saw all the, the stars <laughs> go out there and, and, and play very well. Christian Namath got a goal, so maybe that is validation for I was going to say, your boy scored. Your <laughs> boy, not my boy did his job. That's not my boy. Uh, that's not my boy. <laughs> But, yeah, he did. He, he scored a goal. And then we saw a scoreless draw with the B team. So, uh, certainly yeah. some good signs. This team might be making some progress. We'll see what they do from here on. Also down in Arizona, our boys in, uh, other boys in blue, Royals. Preseason has begun. And uh, this year we got new Royals insider Cody Tapp providing all the coverage. Mm-hmm. Also, they can, they can hear every game here on our station, can't they? Yeah, the, uh, the spring training schedule. Starts on the 23rd against Texas. You can hear the very first game of their uh, – the first game that we'll have will be on the 24th against the Athletics. That'll be a 2.05 start central time. All right. There you have it. Lots of stuff coming up. It's about that time. Spring brings more games. We like that. That's for sure. Thanks for hanging with us on Valentine's Day. And happy Valentine's Day to all of you. Thank you for all the messages. <laughs> We'll catch you next week right here on 610 AM Sports Radio. Jillian Carroll and Uno Cerro, we're out. See you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.